Welcome to the Psychedelic Integration Podcast. We're your hosts, John Steiner and Sinclair Fleetwood. We're experienced psychedelic guides, retreat facilitators, and keepers of the sacred fire on a mission to help you transform your mystical medicine experiences into a sustainable way of life. Did you connect with a vision for your life through your work with plant medicines but have no idea how to make it happen? Are you struggling to maintain your spiritual connection, find your community, and be fully yourself? If you want to be unapologetically authentic, connect to your purpose, and live the life you know is possible, well then this podcast is for you. Imagine a personally curated journey inside a caring and supportive container, from preparation to retreat to integration, all in one place with one loving team cheering you on every step of the way where we heal, grow, and transform together in community as a family. We're so pleased to announce that registration is open for our first group cohort of Rise and Align Sacred Plant Medicine Transformation Mentorship. Our program is a six-month high-level coaching container that starts on October 7th, 2022 and ends on March 7th, 2023. And the extra special thing about this is that it includes a plant medicine retreat with our medicine family in Ecuador. This is an exciting and unique opportunity to experience high-level plant medicine mentorship with a shamanic retreat component in a safe, loving, supportive container. This is your chance to finally take action to overcome your limiting beliefs and face your fears so that you can find your purpose, follow your heart, and be the medicine for yourself and the world. If you'd like to join us, we'd love to connect with you. You can visit our website to book a free 45-minute connection call so we can see if it's a good fit on both sides and share more details, pricing, and logistics with you one-on-one. Space is limited and we're booking now, so please get in touch and we'll see you in October. Find out more and book your call at mysticalheartcollective.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm Sinclair. I'm John. We're so happy to have you here, and today we're going to be talking about stress. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Stress. Okay, stress. Stress is, well, it's a universal thing that everybody hates. <clears throat> <laughs> um, it's something that is pretty serious, actually. It's a epidemic of pressure that's putting us out of balance. And so let's let us let us paint a picture for you. Let us know if this sounds like you. So let's say you wake up in the morning and the minute your eyes open, the alarm goes off, dread sets in. Mm. Maybe you didn't sleep well last night, you feel exhausted the minute that you wake up. You kind of roll out of bed, pad yourself to the bathroom, start thinking about all the things you have to do that day, everything you need to do to get ready for work, at work, what you got to do, take your kids to soccer practice, little Johnny's got a doctor's appointment. Um, whatever is going on in your day is kind of ticking down the list. And you're already in a state of mind within the first minute of being awake that feels uncomfortable and is putting tension in your body, tension in your in your emotions. You're feeling kind of icky. And... So you're like, hmm, maybe today's the day I'll start my meditation practice and take some time for myself. Sit with my coffee on the porch, watch the birds, take in some nature. Look at the clock. No time for this business. Chug the coffee. Scramble some eggs or chug a ball. <laughs> Scarf down a box of cereal, whatever it is. Get in the car. 
then it's like straight out of office space. You're <laughs> not going anywhere. Everyone's annoying. Every lane you get into, the other one's moving faster. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I just want to shake the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get to work, as soon as you get there, your boss is already, speaking of office space, all up in your grill with the TPS reports. Like, it's difficult. It's a day full of nonstop meetings. You have emails, you have deadlines, you have stuff that you're responsible for. And maybe you get a nice little break at lunch. Maybe you go outside and eat your sandwich or whatever. Maybe you brought something from home. Or maybe you have to go through a drive-thru and eat in your car because Uh. that's the only way you can get out of the office for 10 minutes. And the whole time you're there, the people that are in charge of monitoring how much work you do don't give a shit how you're feeling. So you spent the whole day around people who don't care what's going on with you or how you feel but care about just your output. So why should you care about how you feel? You should care about your output. So your the day is coming to a close so quickly, and as soon as you're off work, you got to get the kids from school or daycare. you got to take them to their extracurricular activities. you got to go grocery shopping. You have to cook dinner, and maybe try to find some time to connect with your spouse or your partner or your friends. And by the time you finally settle down for the day, it's time to go to bed. Maybe you watch a few shows on Netflix. That's all you have energy for. And hope for the weekend to get there as fast as possible. (laughs) This example we've given is like a bit dramatic. You know, like it, it's an extreme version. Yeah. You're every minute of your day is not stressful. Right. Hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. We hope so. Yeah. Um, but y'all get the gist. This is like, this is what it's like to be plugged into the matrix. Mm -hmm. This is what it's like when you're, your whole life feels like out of obligation or things you should be doing or someone else told you that you need to do. Um, and your life is doing those tasks rather than living in your sole purpose. Or you're spending so much time trying to take care of your foundational needs like rent or, you know, food, like, Spending so much time working and putting food on the table and making ends meet that you don't have any time for yourself. You don't have any energy for yourself. You feel exhausted and burned out and irritable and angry. And you aren't connecting with, you know, your partner, your relationship. You don't feel present for your relationships. Like this is how this way of life really manifests in super negative ways in every aspect of our existence Hmm. and so many of us are on this on this path on this on autopilot on you know we're we're locked into you're locked into a mortgage you're locked into a lease you're locked into car payment you're locked into insurance you're locked into all of this money that you have that is going out and so it doesn't feel like there's any way to dial any of it back it feels like a slog that you are 100% trapped inside. Mm. And so today we want to talk about why people in stressful situations, aka the matrix of daily life, are seeking relief and freedom and connection to your spirit through working with plant medicine. Mm. And how working with plant medicine helps you change the way you deal with stress and maybe change your life circumstances at the same time. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it needs to be both. Like, if, um, well, 
when I took myself out of all the stressful situations in my life and put myself in um, my like version of utopia <laughs> and I hadn't done any of the inner work yet, turns out I brought all that same stress with me. Mm-hmm. All my reactions and the ways I dealt with everything turned the utopia into stress as well. Um, so it's like a two-pronged um, solution where like on the one hand we can move away from things that are like causing unnecessary stress and like there's no way to completely get rid of things that are stressful. Life has like its hiccups, life has its um, circumstances that need to be met and growing within ourselves to a way where we can meet them um, in a good way is is like this two-pronged approach to to making life not feel stressful. So let's talk, like, really define what does stress mean. So everybody hears the word stress all the time. Like, it's a very kind of common word. But what does it really mean when you're talking about stress? So stress is force or influence that causes tension. So in this case, it would be something that causes mental tension, physical tension, emotional tension. And it's pressure that puts you out of balance. Mm. And for most people... It stress illnesses like chronic pain, anxiety, depression, PTSD, illnesses that are unexplained, IBS, fibromyalgia, like the list is so long I could go on. I could spend the rest of this podcast like naming off the illnesses that are caused by stress or at least in part caused by stress. Mm-hmm. And disease is what happens when there's so much pressure and so much stress and so the system is so out of balance Mm -hmm. that is the warning system going crazy like when your system is so overloaded and so overstimulated it starts to go haywire and you know shoot off pain signals and create all kinds of weird physical illnesses so that it's telling you something has to change i cannot handle this I cannot deal with this anymore in this way. And now you're sick. And when you get sick, you really pay attention because when your health is at risk, everything stops matter. Like there's nothing that matters more than health and more than wellness because that's the, the health of our, our physical bodies and our emotional bodies and our mental bodies are the container which we experience life through. Yeah, and, by the time it's gotten to the physical body, we've ignored or pushed aside or um, moved on from the warnings in our vibrational field, the warnings in our mental, um, in the way we think, Mm -hmm. in our mental activity, in our emotional field. And finally, since those other things haven't gotten our attention, the physical body goes to get our attention Mm -hmm. by creating an illness. It's the... Illness is reflecting what's going on in the electromagnetic field of ours. The, um, so our vibration is literally, it's finally gone through all these other systems and manifested as some chronic condition. Um, and it's when we try to deal with this through the standard like Western model, it's always dealing with it through the physical 
you know, body. So it's like, let's treat this thing physically. We'll change this, we'll change that, we'll try this treatment, et cetera, et cetera. Take this drug. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not saying that, that none of that has validity or that it's not important to take care of your physical health in whatever way you seem fit. However, with these chronic things, the physical is the, it's an effect. There's a vibrational electromagnetic cause that has trickled down through all these other bodies and finally um, manifested as an effect. So okay. Can, I'm just going to stop you there because just that way of thinking about it is completely opposite to how they teach us and uh, tell us that our bodies work. So in order to understand the way that we're talking about this, it's important to be open to understanding a different way of thinking about how stress causes illness and how illness is caused in the body, period. Mm -hmm. If you believe that illness is caused by physical you know, genes cause illness and there's a biological cause for everything that's going on, this is probably not going to resonate with you as much. Well, that's like um, saying that consciousness originates in the brain. Or... That's also something that they teach that we don't agree with. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the same kind of concept as like um, thinking that the TV show you're watching is made inside of your TV. Yeah. There's no way. The box <laughs> The box is too small. Mm -hmm. Just like the box of our brain is too small for our consciousness. Mm -hmm. So the brain is a receiver for our consciousness. Our body is a receiver for this consciousness. So as it receives whatever is in that electromagnetic field, whatever is being broadcast by our consciousness, just like the TV turns into whatever channel and receives that broadcast, whatever channel is on our consciousness that we tune it to, because we have the power to tune it, to change it, manifest as being broadcast into our body. And some of those channels produce health and abundance and happiness and peace and calm and power or whatever it is that we're tuned to. And some of those channels of consciousness produce stress and illness and disease. So what is happening metaphysically with stress as far as what's happening on this planet because the civilization and society and way of life that we've created has a massive stress component that's not just in individuals but in as a consciousness as a collective we are stressed out we are burned out we are i mean we're literally burning out the planet with how we're living so it's not just happening on an individual level it's happening you know, in the, in the fractal, in the mic, in uh, the macro, right? And it's easy to think like they are doing it to us, mm -hmm. whoever they is, whether you think they it's is the, us. the government, the school system, the work, the whatever, that, 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 X, Y, Z. These things are not something that is happening to us. They are us. Mm -hmm. Whatever is going on with us internally as a collective is what is showing up in our school system, our government system, our, the way we work our morals and values, all of this stuff. So it's easy to point the finger somewhere else and say it's them, it's them, it's them, it's this, it's that. It's a lot more difficult to turn that finger inward and say, like, how am I participating in this? And how can I change it? Um, That's when the plants are calling to us uh, individually. That's the calling of working with plant medicine and psychedelics is to take responsibility for your own 
consciousness, taking responsibility for your own participation in the system that is broken and changing and healing your, your consciousness so that you can find relief, find freedom, learn how to exist in this stressful environment. And it doesn't phase you huh. because you have the tools and the control over your mind and your consciousness where that stuff isn't getting in and affecting you. It's not causing illness. It's not causing disease because your reality is completely different. Mm. And that is how plant medicines help us shift out of this collective crisis and into power. Yeah, they teach us that we have the power to interpret any situation, right? Like um, stress isn't inherently bad. The circumstances in our lives that are causing stress are not inherently like bad for us. And I used to be a weightlifter, so a lot of my examples are about like going to the gym. <laughs> but if you, for whatever reason, want to get strong, build muscle, whatever, you're going to have to do some sort of exercise. And the exercise needs to be strenuous or stressful. And we need to balance that stress with uh, recovery. And it's through that stress, the lifting of the heavy weight, that sends a signal to our body, I need to get stronger. This guy is going to keep lifting all this weight. So I need to get stronger to meet it more easily. So just like that, when an event comes to us, it's up to our consciousness, our decisions, um, which, like Sinclair was saying, the plants remind us that is like this. This part of the equation is completely in our power. We can look at it as like, why is this happening to me? This is awful. Oh my God, I can't handle this. Or we can tell ourselves a different story. Okay, this is happening to me, so I can learn, so I can grow, so I can. It's like the situation pulls something uh, that is lying dormant within us up to the surface to meet the stressful situation. It gives us a new skill, whether that's like, um, you know, like a, a interpersonal skill or like an actual physical skill. Like, um, well, I've been learning how to fix our car, which has been a cool thing to learn, but I wouldn't have to learn how to fix the car if the car didn't break <laughs> like it's uh it's up to me to like to decide like you know my headlights are starting to like dim while i'm driving i'm like oh, i need a new alternator is that going to be a stressful event oh my god it's going to cost me this much money and this much time and all my that that i'm gonna have to go over here to the store and get the thing and this is so awful and blah 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 and all the accompanying internal vibrations that come along with that story it's like not feeling so great it feels like life is something that's happening to me that's beyond my control and more than I can handle. Or that same circumstance comes up and I'm like, looks like today I get to learn how to fix an alternator. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to have to fix that alternator, whatever the story is coming on, you know, whatever story I tell myself, uh, the end result is the same. I'm going to fix and, and learn how to fix and know how to fix an alternator now. So I learned this skill and... It's up to me whether learning of that skill is going to be a pain, a stressful event, or is going to be joy and fun and something I get to celebrate. And it's always up to us which story we want to tell ourselves. It's so funny that we live in a society where fixing things yourself is like not something that people want to do. I think it's amazing to know how to fix cars. It's amazing to have the ability to f repair something or fix it or 
solve the problem yourself rather than having to go somewhere and pay someone to do it. And that is a story that we've onboarded that like, oh, you can't do this yourself. You have to have some outside person do this for you. You can't, you know, there's so many things in our society that are, that are just stories. They're just agreements that we've made. And it's the same with stress. With stress, we're telling ourselves a story of, I can't be okay without things going a different way. Mm. I'm under-resourced to deal with this. I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't have skills. I don't have the patience. I don't have, I don't have, mm. fill in the blank. Whatever it is that I need, if I only had more money, <laughs> if I only had more, if I was only different, everything would be perfect. And these are just stories. Like mm. John said, if you pluck somebody out of their car in sitting in a traffic jam on the way to work that their job that they work at 60 hours a week, you take them and you put them on a farm. Let's say that's their dream. In their dream on a farm, living with a bunch of friends, building their own utopia. This is a very common dream with plant medicine people. <laughs> yeah. We all want to live on land together and have ceremonies and grow food and have homesteads. So this is normal. <laughs> but if you take someone out of that office job and put them in their dream, what's going to happen? They're going to find the same level of stress because in that, in any part of life, any part of life, there's going to be ups and downs and things to deal with. And I don't even really want to call them problems, but what people typically call problems, right? Like the alternator breaking is a problem. The, there's what people tell themselves is a problem. The, um, Plants are going to be getting too much sun. They're not going to be getting enough pollinators. The soil's going to need amending. We've All got the mix for the, <laughs> the compost not so, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The list is going to go on of like things aren't exactly going right. But this is nature's way of teaching us how to do it right. This is nature's way of like teaching us. So we get to learn how to do things in a better way and in a better way from there and in a better way from there. And in that way these incidents that we label as stress are actually ways for us to grow. So again, it's not really the outside circumstance that needs adjusting. It's, it's our response to it. And people come to the plants looking for the plants to like solve the problem. Mm -hmm. They want, I'm feeling so stressed. I'm feeling so anxious. I'm feeling depressed, whatever. I mean, these are the reasons I came to the plants. And the plants showed me that I'm doing this to myself. I have the power to change the way I'm thinking and viewing all of this. So it was in my realm the whole time to change my perspective. And none of this is like new information. I'm pretty sure that every single person listening to this podcast already knows most of this, that it's up to us on how we respond to this. So going to see the plants in a retreat setting or wherever is like a boot camp. It's like a practice. It's like, um, well, it's getting away from the stress. It's like unplugging a stereo that's turned up to 11. And 11 is one louder <laughs> than 10. 11 is... Couldn't the... you just make 10 louder? <laughs> <laughs> no, 11 is louder. So 
but your it's stress, your life, your life with stress, whatever, is turned up to eleven. And the more you tell yourself how you're not okay and you're under resourced, and if only it was different, and you have more time, and if only, if only, if only, if you could sleep better, and blah blah blah. Okay, so this is why we say, go to a retreat, leave the country, take take spend some money to leave the country because that is a big part of this too. Investing time, money, and energy into changing things is part of this process of being invested and mm. really like, you know, if you pay $50 for something, like it's not really that big of a deal if you don't participate or you lose the money, it's $50, whatever. I mean, $50 is a lot of money to some people, especially now, but I'm not saying it's not, but I'm saying if you are serious about really making a huge change in a life that doesn't feel aligned, this is why we're like, go to a retreat. And it's like unplugging this stereo mm. and you go to the retreat and it's quiet inside you can hear yourself you have space you have time it's just you maybe some other people that are there who are also needing the same thing space and time a connection with nature and a container to hold this experience of meeting your highest self and re-plugging yourself back in to source energy mm. Because the reason that you can't handle the stress, the reason that you're getting angry at your partner and yelling at your kids and doing whatever thing is happening that you don't like and the reason your body doesn't feel good and you know, you're know you in pain and whatever is because you're not plugged into source, your batteries are dead. And you can't recharge your batteries with money. You can't recharge your batteries mm -hmm. on the weekends like watching TV and going to football games and like that's not how you recharge your your batteries you recharge your batteries through spirit that's spirituality right. and connection to uh -huh. a higher purpose uh -huh. so when we get so we go to the retreat mm -hmm. and we should go to the retreat because spending the money and going to the retreat sends a message to ourselves subconsciously that we deserve it mm -hmm. and if you're not telling yourself you deserve it We'll tell you, you deserve it. You yeah. deserve to spend the money on yourself, whatever it takes to feel good in yourself. I was thinking the other day about spending money and I was like counting up all the money that I've spent in the last five years on myself. It's a lot of money. And I thought I would spend every last dime that I have on my own spiritual development and my own improvement and coaching and like therapy and whatever stuff that feels aligned. Classes, I take, I love courses. I will do I love it. I love learning about how to help myself be more spiritual uh -huh. and be more connected and like getting support. It's exciting to me. That's like, I want to make more money so I can spend it on yeah. learning more so I can help more people <laughs> no. so that they can help people. It's yeah. like, it's the best place to put your money. Another hundred dollars on Buddhist books, please. <laughs> <laughs> we have to buy a new bookshelf. We have yeah. so, like, we really need to get a new bookshelf. So um, you spent the you went to the retreat, uh -huh. you unplugged, uh -huh. you come back home, and what happens immediately is the stereo gets plugged right back in, and it's left to the exact same setting that it was before, <laughs> and it's loud. It's and loud. It's so we feel like we made all this progress. We went to like a boot camp. It's like um, it's like maybe we want to like get in shape. We want to train for a. Uh, whatever marathon some whatever i don't know why anyone does that but yeah i mean that's <laughs> <laughs> I'm just because kidding. they love it yeah no, i'm just joking so i hate running <laughs> yeah we we don't like running but that's just on us maybe we haven't experienced it right yeah so anyways uh we go we go to the retreat it's like a boot camp it's like we're going to train for something and when we go to train we're like 
exercising every day, we're eating good food, and like we're really taking care of our bodies. We're getting good sleep. All this, all this stuff to nurture our body. We're taking extra good care of it, and it, for two weeks. And in the case with the plant medicine retreat, we're taking care of our consciousness in the same way. We're feeding it, we're nourishing it, we're plugging it back into source, which is, as Sinclair said, the only way to charge it. So, we come home. What would happen if we came home in the from the physical boot camp and like we're like, well, I did two weeks, now I'm healthy, I'm gonna sit on the TV and no longer exercise, and I'm gonna face plant into a bag of Doritos. Yeah, and my <laughs> dinner is gonna be Pizza Hut. Yeah. Like we're not going to maintain the fitness that we've started to build momentum in on the boot camp. In fact, it will be like you did nothing at all. It'll you will have had an experience, but it's not going to change anything. Exactly. And the plant medicine retreat is the same way. When we come back home and we find that the stereo system, our life and its events that we find stressful are there again, it's now up to us to meet them in a different way. So... How do we meet them in a different way? What is the um, way that, what is the consciousness's version of m- continuing to eat healthy and exercise and take care of ourselves as if we were returning from a boot camp? Well, you got to be high maintenance. Mm. And people act like being high maintenance is a, is a bad thing. Being high maintenance in like dating is like, you know, a woman who like wants too much atten- attention or whatever. I don't know exactly what it means. But I love being high maintenance and high maintenance means I take a lot of spiritual care. It depends on who is doing the maintaining. The negative version of high maintenance is that someone else needs to do your maintaining yeah. for you. Okay, that's what that's why That's why it's bad. bad. Okay, yeah. thank you. <laughs> However, when you're taking care of your own high maintenance that's a good thing. Yeah. So that's why I didn't understand it. Because I was like, oh, you do that yourself. I don't understand why it's bad. Okay. <laughs> I'm not high maintenance, obviously. Um, but except in my spiritual life, I am. <laughs> but you do your own maintenance. Yeah. So, but it is, it's cool to be high maintenance. It's cool to require alone time. It's cool to ask for what you need. It's cool and, and smart and healthy to sit with yourself every day and do some kind of spiritual maintenance and care on yourself whether that's meditation or yoga or singing or art or whatever thing like the spiritual meditation is really the one that we teach the most because it gives you the space to separate from the stress it allows you to disconnect and detach your identity from the story of stress Mm. and this story of every story that you have and we got a lot of them there's Ones that you tell yourself, there's ones that other people tell you, there's so many agreements that you make and things that you believe. And we talked about this in the last episode too. Yeah. The meditation is the way that you can really create a spiritual bubble around yourself. Yeah, you can. then you can hear when your mind is telling a story that's not beneficial. Then, then you can hear you know, when the alternator breaks and you're like, ah, this fucking alternator and I gotta change another thing and I, whoa, whoa. Okay, I hear that. That's not running on autopilot. I hear that. It doesn't feel good in my body to be thinking like that. How do I want to think instead? What is a more beneficial way? Okay, I see you. Frustration. Let me cradle you. Let me be mindful of you. Let me take care of you. What do you need? Maybe we didn't get a good night's sleep the night before. Maybe we need to drink more water. Maybe we need to spend some alone time. 
whatever it is, but that maybe we need to tell ourselves a different story. All of those things can come out of being present and mindful with what's going on. And for us, meditation is the way to do that. But it doesn't, the specifics are like really irrelevant. It's the same way that to maintain our physical body, we need to sleep. We need to eat. We need to drink water. If we do not do these things, we need to move. If we do not do these things, we are going to die. <laughs> the same way that if you do not feed yourself spiritually in some way, whatever way gives it the nourishment it needs, then its connection is not going to be there. We have to plug back into source. We have to feed our spirituality. Or two weeks of gorging, it is not going to maintain it for the rest of our lives, for the rest of the year, for the rest of the month. It needs to be fed, well, for us, it needs to be fed daily and <laughs> as, often, as often as possible. Well, I get asked a lot, um, how often should I be taking plant medicine? Because I don't, you know, I've had somebody tell me recently, like, I don't want to be relying on this. And I said, does it help you? When you sit with the medicine, does it reconnect you back into source? Does it, does it ease your struggle with yourself? Does it ease the tension? Does it give you, like, what is it giving you? And he was like, yeah, you know, it, it like clears out everything so I can hear myself. And I said, if you're, if you're getting clogged up that quickly and that is helping you plug back in, use it as often as you need to. And that with the caveat of if you are only doing that, you will never be able to do anything else because mm. without the integration, without the time and energy and attention and practice spent being high maintenance with yourself and taking care of yourself every day, none of it is going to stick and you will have to keep going back and it won't be aligning you. But what I found, I had this whole thing with, I think we both had this mm. with the medicine where we were like, oh, we're relying on it too much. And so we took, I think, like a six-month or longer break from it. And it wasn't like we were integrating. We were really putting attention to the practices and doing the work. And we found as teachers who are working with medicine that for us, having retreats, having like intense immersion experiences with medicine is required for us to be able to hold space for other people. I can be praying meditating, taking time in nature, being creative, literally every day, taking alone time and like eating right, sleeping right. Da, 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 da. And my a habit energy will like lead me down some rabbit hole or like twist those things that are really beneficial for me into a weird distorted version of themselves. My perspective on them will change. So having the medicine experience like helps to remind me like like the last one reminded me that like it's simple stuff that I know and I forget that when I'm meditating I'm not trying to cultivate anything. I'm trying to tune into what's already there. That like and I went off the rails meditating in that <laughs> trying to cultivate something when really I'm supposed to be tuning into what's already there for a month. And so just a good reminder to, to kind of snap things back into place.
It changes a lot when you work with it over a longer period of time and you have a dedicated integration and spiritual practice. It becomes more about sharpening the tool. You're not taking it to necessarily like heal something or, I mean, there's always a growth that happens and an expansion. And for me, it's like, if I'm bringing something to medicine, I have worked on it myself to the point where I have reached my limit and I need to break through to another no. level. Oh. And that is what I really love about the integrative work is that it gives you the tools to do the work yourself between these experiences. And, mm. you know, we work with a lot of people who are working with medicine regularly. Like that's who is called to work with us. We really love working with people who are on this path as a path of, you know, expanding your consciousness and being in service. Mm. And so being able to, do all of this, you know, inner work yourself, going through the process, going through the expansion, feeling your feelings, releasing what's not serving you. And then you get to a point with it and you're like, okay, now I can take this back to the medicine and, and like kick it up an another level mm -hmm. and like reach another level and like keep reaching for these other levels. And without the, without the daily practices, we couldn't do that. And without the foundation of a healthy physical body and healthy sleep and good habits around movement and you know all this foundational stuff i mean that's where we always start with our clients is like what is your sleep like what uh. you know what is going on in your life where you're not able to just handle if you wake up every morning and you hate your life we have to address that before we can do anything about clearing out your consciousness or expanding your consciousness or calling in a vision or making big changes you know you have to be in a place of stability within yourself and have the tools to manage whatever is already going on. Mm. Because we know it's not, you know, it's not realistic for everyone to like quit their jobs and, you know, rage out on the freeway and leave their car and all go live in the jungle, <laughs> go live in the jungle together. Like maybe it is, maybe that's a story I have and <laughs> we should all just do that. And then, you know, something new would come out don't of it. Don't me. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the point is like not always... If you are feeling so pressured and so stressed and the story of your life is, I don't have time, you do have time. Well, the... You have time to change where you're putting your attention. And even if that starts on the weekends and that's all you have, do it then. You know, like take the weekends and start doing spiritual stuff. Start making art. Start like spending your time creating and building and opening up possibility for coming into a new way of life. The stress has a message for you, and it's not going to be the same message for everyone or every circumstance. Sometimes the message is like, fuck this entire situation. This is a bunch of bullshit. Get out of here. Mm -hmm. Other times the message is like, it's not the situation. It's you. Mm -hmm. Adjust the way you're being to it. And the beautiful thing with the plants is they can remind us that all of this is within our power. Stress is a lifestyle. Taking care of our body, being healthy, exercising is a lifestyle. Eating well is a lifestyle. Sleeping well is a lifestyle. Meditating is a lifestyle. Drinking plant medicine and integrating the experience is a lifestyle. <laughs> and all of this, flipping to the other side of the stress, being relaxed, no worries. This is a lifestyle. And lifestyles are choices that we make. And the plants remind us that we have the power to make whatever choice we want. No one's... No one's trying to tell us. We can do whatever we want. We have the power. No one can take away our power. It was given to us 
by the thing that gave everything. We always have the power of choice to change our story, to change our minds, to change our circumstances, to change our perspectives, to change our responses, to change our consciousness. Your consciousness belongs to you and no one else, and you can change it to whatever, tune it to whatever channel you want. You want the stress channel? That's your choice. You want the relaxed, no worries, no rush channel? That's your choice. You want the bodhisattva channel? That's your voice too. Go get after it. There's a Christ channel out there. Whatever you want, you have that channel within you. We have a friend who's walking um, a pilgrimage uh, in Spain right now. What is it called? The Camino de Santiago. Shouts to Alex. Yeah, <laughs> uh, our friend Alex is on a he's on a spiritual quest channel, and it's been amazing to watch this. We're gonna have him on this podcast as soon as he we can. He's amazing. He's a friend of ours that we met when we worked at our retreat center. He was a volunteer with us and we lived with him for six months. And he came into the center with a, with a stress channel. He was on a hyper stress channel. He was dealing with shame and he was dealing with a lot of heavy stuff. And he was carrying it around and he was, he was great and funny and awesome. And now it's been amazing to watch this person take these huge spiritual quests on he does vipassanas and he's done like yoga teacher trainings mm. and all different kinds of of stuff looking for connection to himself and now he's walking 500 miles across spain he's got this attitude of i'll do whatever is necessary to change this channel mm -hmm. because i know i can change the channel and it turns out he's doing all this and he's sure getting wise huh? he's getting wise and he's going on his way to being a really powerful spiritual leader and oh. teacher. And so that is the kind of thing that you can do. You can change your life. You can walk the, you can walk the earth if you want. I can tell you if little old 19 year old heroin junkie me can change my channel, you can change your channel. My channel used to be heroin junkie. <laughs> That was the channel I was on. I was drunk alcoholic mess channel. The channel is ours to change. Yeah, I didn't like that station. The channel is ours to change. So if you feel called to work with plant medicine and you want support and you want to do more than just have a peak experience in your basement by yourself, get in touch with us. We can help you. We are here for people who are serious about doing this work and getting support through the whole process mm. and you're ready to invest some time and some energy and some money into taking care of yourself, taking care of your vibration, raising it up, raising up your consciousness and doing it with plant medicines as your guide. We have a six month program called Rise and Align where we help people transform their lives with plant medicines. And we take you through the entire process from the beginning, preparation, holistic, readiness willingness expectations how to handle the felt experience we take you through it all and then we spend four months integrating with you afterwards so. yeah uh with the integration is like um okay we've turned this channel and we kind of we check the other channel every once in a while <laughs> so it's normal right that we don't just change the channel and it stays there yeah and so the integration is when we change the channel back to an old one, it's just some support to retune the channel. 
to get back to the new channel we want. And something super exciting that's happening for us this fall is that we're doing this as a group program. So starting on October 7th, you can join Rise and Align as a group program. So you get private coaching, you get group coaching, and you get an 11 day retreat with us with Ayahuasca, San Pedro, Combo, and Temescal in Ecuador. And it's a six month experience. It's a sacred container where you can do the entire plant medicine journey in a supported, loving environment with family who are doing it with you. So we'd love to connect with you. You can visit our website at mysticalheartcollective.com. You can email us at hello at mysticalheartcollective.com to set up a call. That's how we start sharing the information about joining. And if you're interested in joining Rise and Align, it's open anytime. You can start anytime. And it's really good for no matter where you are in your medicine journey. We'll meet you there. We'll work on the season that you're in and we'll take you from where you are to where you want to be. Yeah, yeah, y'all, this um, putting the time and energy and effort into preparing for having the experience and integrating all with the same group is really for people who want drastic changes mm -hmm. and they want them to stick. Mm -hmm. This, if you show up for all of this, your wildest dreams are on the way to coming true mm -hmm. for sure. We're so excited. This is like a big dream for us. Y'all, the magic of that fire in the ceremony <laughs> is like, we're going to be there anyway, so you might as well come with us. Yeah, and just just like getting to take people through this experience as a group has been something we really want to do for a long time. And it's it's difficult to, to get people to, you know, start, especially with psychedelics, it's hard for a group to form kind of because everybody's at different places with it. So with this, we have the experience together. So it's like... Everything you need is, is contained in this in this program and it's we're really, really excited. It's such an honor and a blessing to have this opportunity to do this and so we can't really wait until October. It's exciting. So, oh, so we'll see you on the next podcast. Yeah. And we'll see you in Ecuador in November. <laughs> yeah. Peace. Bye.